WRSR, Owasso Flint. The following program has been pre-recorded and is paid for by Discover Flint Township. The views expressed are those of Discover Flint Township and do not necessarily reflect the views of 103.9 The Fox or Krill Communications, Inc. Welcome to Discover Flint Township, a program showcasing our local community. Flint Township is ready for your next move. And now, your host, Flint Township Economic Enhancement Director, Tracy Tucker. I'm Tracy, and this is Discover Flint Township, brought to you by Flint Township Economic Development Authorities, HAP, Financial Plus Credit Union, Shea Automotive Group, and 103.9 The Fox. This morning, we have Mackenzie Miller here from Shea Automotive Group. Hi, Mackenzie. How are you? I'm good. I'm just trying to fix your mic here. It's <laughs> not going. It's not. It's not. Okay. I'll just have to talk louder or something because, you know, I'm not loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So good, so good to see you, Tracy. Yeah, I know. It seems like it's been forever. It has been. Summer's Technically. over. Yeah, summer's over. Yeah. Fall is here. Yeah. It's but we have a lot of great stuff coming up. Yeah. And you brought... A new guest, I somebody sure I just met today. So Surprising. why don't you introduce him? Yes, so we have our friend Gary Fisher here today. Hello, hello, hello. So glad you're here. <laughs> Gary, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, 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 we're old friends, first of all. <laughs> yes, we, we are. Way, way, way back, back. Like, way back. Like a couple months. A couple months at least. <laughs> old 60 days. Yeah. But I feel like I've known you forever. So Because yeah. I've been around forever. I've been around. My family's been in Flint for 110 years. So my family's been in the Flint, in the Flint area for 110 years. And... Um, so I'm very attached to the community, to put it mildly, and I love the history of the community. I'm a, I have a, I've had, I've had a business for almost 30 years now. GL Fisher Capital Management, um, not surprisingly, named after the owner and founder, moi. But Ooh. I've been in the business for again almost 30 years. I was the assistant director of admissions for several years at Baker College, which is where I learned about financial planning by dealing with students, and then I parlayed that into this business that I've had. And we started out um, in uh, Grand Blanc at an office there for a long time, and then we moved it to downtown Flint to the foundation building because when I walked in that building it was like this I was overcome with this nostalgia and emotion from having grown up in Flint and been downtown with my grandma and my mom and I looked out the window where my office is now and I saw the secret little alley where they used to hide the car which <laughs> used to be Hubbard's hardware it was a secret parking spot yeah. and I and my mom had passed just previous to that and and so I was super emotional and I'm like I'll take it I'll take it and I took the whole suite and we've been there for almost six years and it's just chocker block full of history and it's really really cool and really unique and I moved it there I'm, I'm a contrarian so I moved it there weren't a lot of financial planners moving from Grand Blanc and Bloomfield Hills and Rochester Hills and Clarksville <laughs> to downtown Flint right during the water crisis but hey I thought I'd be different that's always been my vibe so <laughs> um, we moved there we're I think we're the only financial planning uh, business in the building and uh, it's just a really cool place to be and and it gets me, allows me to uh, talk to people like when you came in, Mackenzie, mm -hmm. and I could point out where the first Buick was test driven and where Louis Chevrolet lived and where David Buick lived. And you can see all of it from my office. It's window. so cool. And it, that's a, yeah. not the only thing that you do. You're no. also president? President of the Genesee County Historical Society. So I started, I've been in the Historical Society for several years, was the vice president, now I'm the president. And our focus is on, we want to, we tell the whole story of Flint. So we're not just talking about black and white pictures from right. 1903. We talk about um, sports and we talk about entertainment and we talk a lot about music. I'm a big music guy. We have, uh, we had the Guilty Bystanders on, which is a, a famous <laughs> punk band from Flint. We had uh, the Dayton family on uh, with Ira Dorsey, Bootleg 
leg. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Rusty's cringing over here he in the is, back. He and, is but it, we, we, yeah, we we cover the bases. We've had uh, Billy Bob Thornton when he was in town. He's got an amazing band called the uh, the Box Masters. Great band. That'd be entertaining. Oh, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Billy Bob Thornton was amazing. So we, we like to have a very broad and diverse approach from all backgrounds, races, ethnicities. You know, everybody from one end of the spectrum to the other because history's happening right now. Mm-hmm. History's being made as we speak. So. You talked about the great building that you're in, and it is a beautiful building, but you didn't say which building it was. My foundation. I didn't. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete, man. I didn't say it. My, the Mott Foundation building, downtown Flint, at the corner of Saginaw. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't say it's that. It's okay. We can blame Rusty for interrupting yeah, you. Yeah, you know? Rusty, yeah, we had, yeah, well, I'll say this. Every time, when I, sometimes when I'm there, we have these technical problems, and, right. and but I can tell you that Rusty fixed the problem, and, and, and we thought we were doing so great. We had a technical yeah. problem, but now we're back doing this again. It's even better. Isn't it yeah. cool? Like, so much better. So much better. So that was yeah. good, Rusty. I think Rusty did that intentionally. Yeah. So, so be, he knew uh, we needed the help. He knew we needed the help. Mm-hmm. We needed yeah, a reboot. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now you do know a lot of history about Flint. I do. I do. I do. I think one of my favorite stories is Louis Chevrolet. Yeah. How he became like Louis. How yes. he became Chevrolet and how yeah. that happened. And yeah. He used to work for Buick or race well, for Buick. Well, his brother Arthur and he were, were auto racers, and they yeah. had started out, you know, doing bikes and then racing in in Europe. And so he was Swiss born and then moved to France. And then he, he and his brother Arthur came to Flint. The, the story, and I don't know if it's true or not was that Billy Durant took rides with both Arthur and Louie and Arthur was the safer driver so he hired hired Arthur as his chauffeur <laughs> and Billy Durant by the way is the founder of General Motors from Flint founder of General Motors saved Buick founded and ultimately Chevrolet and Frigidaire and a whole bunch of other companies but uh, anyway he says to Louie he says well I want you to be ahead of my racing team because he's a bit of a wild man so Louis Chevrolet went to work for Billy Durant and then ultimately Buick and was one of the stars of the Buick racing team I have a picture of Louis Chevrolet in a Buick not many people have a picture of a Chevrolet in a, a Chevrolet no. in a Buick yeah, it's Louis Chevrolet in a Buick wearing a Buick racing shirt. So um, he was part of the Buick racing team, which is the most storied ra- racing team, I think, to this day in history. And it had Wild Bob Berman and Louis Chevrolet and just all this whole crew of eclectic characters. And so Durant knew that because Louis was famous, that he would probably be, and his name was unusual, Chevrolet. Have you ever met anyone? You know, you know any Bob Chevrolets? I mean, <laughs> right, you know, my friend Al Chevrolet. I, most yeah. people think it's just a made-up name of a brand of a, of a car, right? right? We see it everywhere. So, but it's a guy. And so when Billy Durant founded General Motors, um, the very long story short is that he got basically maneuvered out of the company by New York bankers. And it was and it was not cool the way it happened, but it, they they took control of the company and they booted Billy. So Billy was on the board of directors, but he had no authority. So he comes back to Flint and he goes over to Root Street and he meets with Louis Chevrolet and he says, "Louis, I need a car, and I need a car that's going to beat Henry Ford. I need a car that's going to allow me to take General Motors back." And so he set Louis Chevrolet up in Detroit on Grand River Boulevard in a secret garage to start working on this new Chevrolet car he named after, of course, after Louis because he thought it's a cool name. He let mm-hmm. Durant was a brilliant marketer yeah. and he knew that people would this would be a memorable name. It's not something you would you would encounter other places. And Louis was famous. So he rolls this car out. Needless to say, it became very, very famous. But the car that Louis created wasn't the car that Durant wanted. Louis created a very expensive, big racing car. It wasn't what Durant wanted. So they had a problem with one another. So he sent Chevrolet on a racing tour and redesigned the Chevrolet to be the family sedan that Durant wanted it to be. And when Chevrolet came back from racing in Europe, he was none too pleased to see that his fancy big car had been turned into a family sedan. A moderately priced family. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> Chevrolet, right? Yes. As it is today, right? Well, I wouldn't call them moderately priced today, but you know, you get the idea. They're in that okay. mid-level range comparatively. And so okay. he says to Duran, he says, you own my name. 
but you don't own me and I'm out. And he quit. He quit the company right on the cusp of it becoming really successful. So Durant, Chevrolet was only around briefly and he was really only around at the behest of Durant and when they had their little falling out. He also didn't like it because Chevrolet always had a cigarette hanging out of his lips and Durant said, gentlemen, smoke cigars. And oh. Chevrolet didn't like it. He <laughs> always had a So they just had issues. And so Chevrolet leaves. Durant takes the company and true to his word, Chevrolet purchased General Motors. Mm -hmm. And hence, Durant was back in as the kingpin, and he took them from the position they were in to the next level, which was crushing Ford and becoming the... He, Billy Durant is the man, not Henry Ford. Mm -hmm. Billy Durant's the most important person in American automotive history. You wouldn't know it because he wound up trying to save his investors from the depression and wound up going broke himself and wound up living in downtown Flint at the Durant Hotel, which was named after him by Alfred Sloan, who called it the Durant Hotel after they kicked him out of the company the second time to make everybody in Flint feel better. Swear to God, oh true story. Gosh. And so he was living there penniless. And Charles Stewart Mott, Walter Chrysler, and a few other friends would send them quarterly money as an annuity to help him kind of survive. But he did have a briefcase of money that the bankruptcy court somehow missed. And he was using that to start America's first drive through food restaurant. He had a belief that Americans with all these cars now would want to get food fast through a window, like a hamburger and a Coke and a French fry. And he created America's first fast food drive through restaurant 10 years before the McDonald brothers did in California. And he also believe that bowling alleys would be big for families to go to, which of course those were the two biggest, two of the biggest cultural crazes of the fifties, drive McDonald's, right? Fast food restaurants yeah. mm -hmm. and bowling alleys. And he said, and I'm going to franchise them and take them all over the country. But we don't have forever to live. And Durant had a stroke and he was debilitated from the stroke and his famous, well, I guess infamous words to his wife was mama. He called her mama. He said, mama, we're not given enough time. So Durant ran out of life before he ran out of ideas and vision, but he dominated the carriage business in Flint and the world. Flint was the vehicle city because of the carriages, not because of cars. Right. Mm -hmm. They hadn't been invented yet. And then secondly, he dominated the auto industry. And then after that, he dominated Wall Street. And that's very little known. He was called the bull of Wall Street. Joe Kennedy, people like that took advice from Billy Durant. So he dominated. There's never been a person in American business history that dominated three complete industries. There's not okay. one person. He's he and he's completely forgotten. So um, he's responsible. He mentored David Buick. He mentored Louis Chevrolet. He mentored Walter Chrysler, who also lived in Flint on Kersley Street. He mentored Albert Champion of AC Spark Plug. He invented basically took the inventors that were struggling to build a, a way to cool food and he named it the Frigidaire. So at one point in the world, people had a Buick and a Chevrolet in the driveway and a Frigidaire in the kitchen, <laughs> and they were financing it through GMAC Mortgage, which he also invented. I could go on and on, but I'll stop myself before That's okay. we run out of time here. But you're very entertaining to listen to, though. You're well, easy to you're easy to listen if to. If you're not entertaining, people aren't listening, very right? Very true. So. <laughs> well, and and it's great for people to know their history. A lot of people don't know the history of the area. They might oh, most know people a don't. A little bit. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh yeah, it's Vehicle City. No, they yeah, don't. that's about all they know. Or it's you know the water. That's the, the thing of yeah. Flint. Oh, like that's the what water, drives me crazy. I know. And I, you know, I moved away to Chicago for five years. And so when I was living there, they're always like, oh, the water, the water. And I'm like, that's not the main part of Flint. There's no. so many other factors right. that go into yeah, it. Yeah. And it's just, and so we, back to the historical society, we have a magazine called The Historian and we, we do, um, we do a, a podcast that we post onto the Genesee County. So if you go to geneseehistory.org, you can go to our, you can go to our website and we have interviews with historic history making type people. We have a great website. We have stories of a lot of these people that 
that we're talking about right here and many, many more. Um, we have a magazine called The Historian that comes out a couple times a year. We do quarterly newsletters. So if we'd love to have you join Genesee History. That's my plug for the historical society. <laughs> GeneseeHistory.org. Um, and and it's, it's a way to keep that message out there. And you know what's fun for me? If everybody knew this stuff, like if you guys were all going, well, yeah, I mean, everybody knows that story. It would be super boring for mm-hmm. me. So I get the biggest charge out of like yeah. just watching you guys. Yeah. Like, isn't that telling the story? Like, what? Really? Is that a real thing? Okay, I'll give you one other name. One other name. Okay. Clarence Kelly Johnson. Now I've got, and it's my, I wrote a big article about him in the, the magazine that's coming out next month. Claire, ever hear of Clarence Kelly Johnson? No. Nobody's ever heard of him. Here's the crazy thing. He gra- so Durant was a graduate of my high school, which was originally Flint High and then became Flint Central. When they built Flint Northern, it became Flint Central. So Durant dropped out right before his senior year. So here's the number one person in the history of automotive, in my opinion. Even the people that think Henry Ford was the greatest ranked Durant number two. So in the wow. aviation side of it is a guy named Clarence Kelly. His nickname was Kelly Johnson. He's considered the second most important person in all of aviation history worldwide. Flint Central graduate. And he reinvented aviation. He's the reason that they had public aviation through the, the, a plane called the Constellation. He went to Lockheed out in California and completely transformed. He worked with Amelia Earhart, Charles Lindbergh, oh, cool. uh, Howard Hughes. He worked with the American government, the English government during the, the Second World War. He did the P-38 fighter. He did the U-2 spy plane. He did the SR-71 Blackbird, still considered the ultimate peace day resistance of aerospace. This guy, he's the father of stealth, the stealth technology, the stealth bomber. He ran Area 51, you know, where they keep the aliens and the spaceships and stuff. (laughs) He invented that, and he's utterly forgotten in Flint. If you think people don't know Billy Duran is or that Buick and Chevrolet were real guys or Chrysler was a guy that used to live over on Kersley Street and yeah. almost no one knows that. Nobody knows. Who. I didn't know that about it's Chrysler. It's crazy, right? Frank Price, I'll give you one other name. Frank Price, I'm, I'm really promoting Flint Central, but it just happens to be where these three guys came from and it's my high school so I can do that. <laughs> but Frank Price reinvented Hollywood. He reinvented television first and then at Columbia Motion Pictures reinvented motion pictures. He did Groundhog Day and Ghostbusters and Amadeus and all these. Cool. Guys. Right, he's a Flint Central so when you go back and look at his yearbook picture, he's like the head of the yearbook. He's the head of the Arrowhead, which was the, the our newspaper at Flint Central. He was involved in the theater, all this stuff. And Frank Price. So you've got three people from Flint, from Flint Central, that reinvented the automotive universe, reinvented America, arguably, reinvented aviation, and kept America safe. In fact, guys that worked with... Clarence Kelly Johnson said that his inventions of the SR-71 and the, the, the way that he did the U-2 kept us out of a third world war. Right. How big is that, right? Wow. But a lot of his work was secret. A lot of his work was under the, the, the you know, radar. The radar. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's like a pun and the right word both at the same time. <laughs> and I couldn't think of either one of them, Rusty. So, so, so you, yeah, so you've got this great thing. And then you have Frank Price in the entertainment world. He won an Academy Award. I mean, and yet we don't talk about it. It's like, let's talk about the water. Mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing wrong with talking about water i mean it's like one piece of one part of the story but there's so much larger and where it really sucks is for young people who don't realize what they're a part of they don't realize how important it is and it's not just a flint central story or a flint story it's a genesee county story it's a story that ought to resonate i'll be taught everywhere it should be it should be like this is where you come from this yeah. is the this is what you're part of you're this great, is your it's community a great story of self-determination that totally. if you have a dream you can make it happen it doesn't matter where you come from no that's true right. and, and, and clarence kelly johnson came from nothing he was laying bricks with his dad 
Right. I mean, Durant came from a family of some means. His his uh, his grandfather or his grandfather was uh, Henry Crapo. He'd been the governor, so his mother got divorced from Billy's dad, which didn't happen at that no. time. <laughs> and no. so she got it. She got some cash from when when her dad died, and he died fairly young. So to suggest that Billy was like poor would be not true at all. But he still built all of this on his own. He did it. In fact, he went to James Whaley. If you're from the area, you'll know the mm-hmm. Whaley Whaley House and James mm-hmm. Whaley. And he wanted to ask him for the loan to buy the carriage company they started. It was two thousand dollars that he had to borrow. And he wanted to go to any family connections because he. And the reason wasn't so noble. It was more like he didn't want to be laughed at if he made a failure of it. That's what he said. Right. So he went to Whaley, and Whaley gave him two grand. He walked out of the Citizens Bank building down on Saginaw Street yeah. and ran into Jay Dallas Dort, and Dort was his buddy, and said, "Where you been?" He said, "I just bought a carriage company in Coldwater. You don't even know how to build these things." And Dort said, "Well, do you want a partner?" He's like. I hate the I hate the hardware business, and he said, "Sure, if you can come up with a thousand bucks, we'll be 50-50 partners." So Jay Dallas Dort Dort Highway, right, and the Dort Motor Motor Company and Durant mm-hmm. Dort became partners with Billy because of that. Just literally like a handshake deal, and they went into business together. Amazing! So, wow, I'm trying to shotgun a lot of stories. I never knew any of that. Yeah, those are cool though. You know, you have to know your history to understand. Well, if you understand how they did it, somebody asked me, I get asked this a lot when I'm doing events too. They'll say, well, what do we need to do to bring Flint back? I'm like, well, you know, first of all, we're not bringing anything back. You need to go forward. Right. We're not bringing 1958 back. So the question to ask is what made Flint so successful to begin with that can be duplicated now? And if someone says, oh, it's, it's unions, it's auto workers, it's the factories, it's smokestacks or whatever. The reality is it's none of those things. It's innovation. Right. It's entrepreneurial uh, effort. It's the ability to build something from nothing. And that's exactly what happened in every step of the way, in every phase of what made Flint such an incredibly, the highest per capita income in Western civilization was in Flint for decades, Mm -hmm. for three or four decades, the highest average paid human being on the world lived in Flint, Michigan. Right. And, and see people say, well, was it the unions? Was it this? Was it that? I'm like, well, I'll put it to you this way. If there was no factory, there'd have been no unions. Mm-hmm. You had to invent right. something to strike. striking. So there had to be, you had to build something and then the rest of it's evolution. You're, right. you're moving forward. You're giving the workers a bigger taste of it or they're demanding it and taking it. I mean, whatever yeah. your vibe is on any of that, they, there had to be something to start from. Right. And that's what was lacking around here for a long time. Mm-hmm. And maybe it still is in some ways. A, a, um, a, a devotion to the past and the idea that you can you can win. So knowing the past doesn't mean you live in the past. Knowing the past right. is what you said. It's what made that great. How right. can I take, what can I peel out of that that we can use now to be successful? Right. That's that's my, I mean, I think that's just how it's done. And that's what Flint was good at. They mm-hmm. had, you know, they used to do, they trapped and they did trapping and furs and then that played out and then they did lumber and then they chopped all the trees down and then they used the, the talent they had here to build carriages and that tapped out and then they started building automobiles. And when that tapped out, we wished it was 1958. There was no next place. There yeah. was no next thing. It was all about holding on to what we had mm-hmm. and not thinking about the next move. And I think we're finally coming out of that to some degree, but we got a long way to go to get caught up. I knew when it, um, when I was young and my dad um, worked at GM, as everybody else's mm-hmm. parents did, mm-hmm. but he worked at GM and he was part of Junior Achievement. Yeah, yeah. That? I used to sp- when I was at Baker College. So my first job out of college, my, when I got out of college, was at Baker College. I was assistant director of admissions, and I was in charge of junior achievement. We had junior achievement, and God, I, I'm a, I can't remember the other businessy organizations that we did for high school kids. But these kids were involved in all that stuff. And then you got a little bit older, and you can move on to the junior chamber of commerce. Used to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. Where they basically, I don't know, you're probably not familiar yeah, with the Mackenzie. I don't know. She's like, uh, I'm old, yeah. so, you know, Mackenzie's not. But um, what it basically was, was teenagers had a mentor, 
like my dad was, and they had to create a product. They had to um, sell the product, Market produce it. marketing, Do all the that stuff, for it. figure yep. out a business plan for it. And then at the end of the year, and I think they did it every year, at the end of that year or school year, yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. they um, would have, they used to do it at the mall. They we did it. Have at, like that's a, how I got involved a, was at Baker College. It was a whole contest. Yeah. They actually had like yeah. a contest. Wow. They would have, yeah. they would go into like the mall or whatever and set up tables and then Whoever sold the most of their product won a prize and stuff. And it was really, really cool. I thought that was awesome. And it taught kids Mm -hmm. um, how to be business people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Foot's been known, was known for that GMI, which became now Kettering. Mm -hmm. When you went to Kettering, you went there knowing you had a job for life. Mm-hmm. So when you signed on to go to Kettering or well, GMI, General Motors mm-hmm. Institute back in the right. day, it was game over as far as you having to worry about your future. You were going to work for General Motors, right. most likely, <laughs> right. and you were going to make a lot of money mm-hmm. and you were going to retire relatively young with mm-hmm. a whole bunch of cash and being taken care of for life. That wasn't a bad gig for an 18 year old kid. Right. Um, and then as time went on and, and that wasn't as likely to happen, they diversified and they sent people all over. Stanley O'Neill was the chief one of it might even been the first black executive CEO of a major Wall Street firm. He was the head of um, Merrill Lynch went to GMI. Uh, Mary wow. Barra, who runs General Motors, went to GMI. Um, uh, the Mark um, um, Royce, who is the second in command of General Motors, went to GMI. So he's a big Flint yeah. guy. So yeah. Mary's, Mary, Mark, Stanley O'Neill, all these people, there's so many examples of that, of people that went to GMI that went out in the world and did other things. I mean, obviously two of them were in automotive, but there were lots of other areas. And we, we need to get back to that, to where we're having people have a plan. And I don't necessarily mean to go work in automotive or finance, but just learn, like you said, with junior achievement, learn how to do those things, how to be an entrepreneur. That's not mm-hmm. a skill that most people have right. and you can use right. it no right. matter what you do or you where can you use it right. in any in yes. any endeavor friend of mine ernie gilbert's from flint's one of my best friends in the world grew up on missouri avenue rusty knows him <laughs> rusty and i are from the state streets i used to be rusty's paper but rusty's are running the show here by the way if you don't know who rusty is uh-huh. but i was rusty's paper boy and his dad used to yell at me because i played every sport so they get the paper late he'd say fisher you gotta quit messing around that baseball does it sound like your dad anyway pretty good so yeah but it was but that was an early entrepreneurial opportunity for me was yeah. to be a paper boy you know and try yeah. to balance that with him but ernie is the guy i was telling about he he's an animation and ernie's been he's won a couple emmy awards in animation but he's had to be entrepreneurial in his career in his approach because it's not like he went to work at disney for 30 years so he's had to so i don't care if it's animation if it's the arts ask any musician if they have to be entrepreneurial it's absolutely critical to success so it doesn't matter what you do oh go ahead I, i wouldn't normally cut in here but also from flint uh the original bozo in chicago that everybody knows frank no, um, Bob Bell. That's it, Bob Bell. He, That's it. he went to school in Flint, got his start in radio in Flint at our old station that we worked at together. That's right. So Flint is kind we're of scratching the surface everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Bozo was iconic, Bob. You know who Bozo is? McKenna? I mean, Bozo, Bozo the Clown? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I don't. I didn't yes, know I do. Yeah, you got it. I do, I yeah. do. Bozo was like. You're, Everybody knew Bozo. Yeah, yeah. it was like, you're Everyone watching. Wait, what do we have in Flint? We have Coney Islands, Athletes, Cars, and Bozo. Yeah, the yeah. Hot, Bozo was. The, the hot dog stand? 
The hot dog, the hot, the hot dog stand, dog stand. and the red sauce. Yes, I mean, wow. Yes, the hot Changed dog. Changed hot dogs for life. Yeah. Come on, Kogels. You can't beat Kogels. Oh, Kogels, so Kogels and red sauce. Hey, I grew up two blocks Sir from Angelo's curve. Coney Island. Yep. Verner's. Yep. I'd walk out on my porch. Could you smell it over on Pennsylvania Avenue? I could smell oh, it on yeah. Wisconsin and Cronk. Man, you'd walk out and you're like, oh, it just felt right. You know, and when I would collect on that paper route, so that I was telling you about, I'd get on my. I, I graduated from walking to a bike to a moped. And when I got my, I was on my moped, I'd put gas in that thing, right? So I'd collect, and you literally had to go, you talk about entrepreneur, you go to knock on doors, like, oh, will you please pay me? And this was the crazy thing. I was talking to somebody else who was I a paper. They were like, oh, can you come back next week? I'm like, you don't have two bucks? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so you'd have to come back next week. But when I finally had it paid for, and, and you, you as a paper person, paper boy or girl, you bought the stuff wholesale, and then you retailed the newspaper, mm -hmm. right? So if you didn't get paid, you still had to pay the Flint Journal. They still expected their money. But when I had my profit, the first thing I did was went down to Angelo's Coney. I felt like big time, too. I'd go in, I'd park my park my moped, I'd buy a Detroit Free Press or a Flint Journal. Sometimes I'd buy both if I wanted a splurge. And Ooh. I'd go in and get a cheeseburger deluxe with grilled onions, a side of fries and gravy, and a Coke. And I would eat it slowly and just kind of read the paper. Like, That's right, man. I paid for this. I'm a big deal. So, I'm a big deal. I even took my own vehicle down here and tied it up outside. So. Tied it up. Yes. <laughs> like a horse. Yes. Oh he tied it to the hitching uh, post. That's how far back I go. Back in them days, we only had one pair of underwear, and we had to rotate that around. It was a long time ago. No, it was, yeah, mopeds, mopeds. I don't know if they're still a thing, but they are pretty cool. They are a thing. Okay, they are in thing. cities. I think in not, cities, probably not in the suburbs. Yeah, you get killed in the suburbs. Probably, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay, so I know you know a lot about Chevrolet. Yes, I Buick. do. Yes. Do you know how GMC and Cadillac became? I certainly do know how that became so they they were looking for a way for people to finance it billy durant in particular and so he was the the guy who was the forerunner for creating general motors acceptance corporation which was the main way that people finance their vehicles in fact when he left gm eventually totally came to flint if you go over on um, saginaw street it's now the diplomat pharmacy and before that it was fisher body but before that it was durant motors so when he left gm the last time he wound up creating Durant Motors over there, and he created the Durant Acceptance Corporation. So he is the guy, Billy Durant, all signs point back to Billy. He created that. Now, Cadillac's a little bit of a different story. That was Henry Leland, and Henry Leland and his family had created Cadillac, and Cadillac was considered the gold standard for automobiles, or certainly one of them. They were up there. They maybe weren't at the Duesenberg level where it was the elite of the elite, but it was a car that a regular American could get when they'd achieved ultimate you know, success in America. Cadillac was still <laughs> the Cadillac standard. So mm -hmm. Henry Leland had this company, and it was doing okay. It was doing okay, but when Durant wanted to create General Motors, to create a corporation, you had to put two companies together. So originally, he was going to buy Ford out. And Ford said, I'll take it. I'm going to sell you Ford. He came to Flint. He said, I'm going to sell Ford to General Motors, or I'm going to sell Ford to Billy Durant to create General Motors, or I'm going to make a conglomeration. They weren't sure which way it would go, but Ford wanted cash to do a combination or to be bought out. And Billy Durant went to J.P. Morgan, the J.P. Morgan in New York, stood in his office and said, I need to have cash to buy this thing. And he wouldn't give him the cash. He said he was an unstable visionary because he thought someday all Americans would have cars and there'd be all these roads. So he couldn't buy Ford, but he could buy... Are you nuts? Yeah, J.P. Morgan got that one really wrong, right? But he yeah. could buy Cadillac, and he did. So he went to Henry Leland, and he paid him big, big money for Cadillac to join to be part of General Motors. So it was originally Buick, 
Oldsmobile, um, which was the the main, that's how they formed General Motors was Buick and Flint and Oldsmobile and Lansing, and then Cadillac came in with Henry Leland, and they stayed together for uh, for quite a while, obviously. So, so Cadillac was not named after anybody. It was just Cadillac is named after the individual who was the founder of Detroit City, and that's oh. so they didn't call the car the Leland, which was Henry Leland's company, but he named it after. Um, and the French will get me. I'm not going to attempt the French, <laughs> but you can Google it. And it was the guy who, Detroit was a very, very, very French city. And uh, his name was Cadillac something in French. And so, but it's named, so Cadillac, so Cadillac, Cadillac is something. Na- it's named after a guy, yeah, okay. but Sounds it's the guy great. who founded Detroit. Everything's named after somebody. Yes, for the most part. That yeah. is true. Yes. Awesome. And now, okay, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you had a podcast show. Yes, yes, yes. Do you want to tell everybody when that's coming yep, out? Yep. So we've, 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 uh, we're going to launch this thing on, on all the major podcast networks i don't know if that's a thing but whatever yeah. Yeah. hosting systems <laughs> platforms yeah. wherever you listen yeah. yep um called fish which is my nickname from way back in the day and i guess it still is to this day fish and the flint chronicles and we're gonna have some amazingly cool stuff on there nice. a lot of the stuff we're talking about now and a lot of other stuff that sort of somewhat connects to flint but really 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 cool stuff a lot so, of cool guests i'm sure yep and you can go to flintchronicles.com and you can keep updated on when that's coming out so that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of fun with you today, this Gary. Went by super fast. Okay, yeah, I know. Do this Wasn't all day, it? Rusty. I just yeah, we'll have to have mine again. And you know, we had some, we wanted to talk about some events. So yes, we did. Good, we'll, good call, Tracy. We'll uh, do that. Can I say day. one thing? <laughs> one thing. November eleventh, Veterans Day. We're that going to be sense. having um, Sam Thompson, who was Elvis Presley's chief of security. And he's going to be in town, and you can go to flintchronicles.com or geneseehistory.org and find out more about where it's at. We don't have a location yet. Oh, November 11th, great. Sam Thompson, Elvis Presley. How do we get an invite? Are we invited to... You're in the VIP lounge. Ooh, VIP <laughs> lounge. because we're old friends. That's right. Yeah. Old goes, friends of five right. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's where it's a VIP room. VIP. You know? yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys uh, for coming in, and I want to remind our listeners that if you want to email us with any questions or anything like that discover flint township at gmail.com you can visit us on facebook at flint township events uh we replay our broadcasts on youtube at discover flint township and you can find us on anchor as a podcast uh again discover flint township there's a little theme going there i you dig it that? i dig yeah, it. I got yeah. it i got it and so our web page if you want to find us discoverflinttownship.com or visit us at flinttownship.org and I want to thank Mackenzie and Gary, and I want to thank our partners, HAP, Shea Automotive Group, Financial Plus Credit Union, Guaranteed Rate, and 103.9 Fox. Discover Flint Township with us next week at 7.30 a.m. right here on the Fox. And I'm Tracy Tucker, the Flint Township Economic Enhancement Director, and I would like to remind everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, shop local, buy local, and discover Flint Township. We'll catch you next time. This has been Discover Flint Township with Tracy Tucker. For more information, visit discoverflinttownship.com. Flint Township is ready for your next move. The preceding program was pre-recorded and was paid for by Discover Flint Township. The views expressed are those of Discover Flint Township and do not necessarily reflect the views of 103.9 The Fox or Krill Communications, Inc.